skeptical about custom beauty, honestly, y'all, I totally get it. My feed is flooded with customize this and personalize that, all promising, you know, to fix all of our beauty, hair, and skin problems. Truthfully, I was so skeptical when I saw this brand, but I'm a total believer now. When pros says custom, they actually mean it. Their products are no gimmicks, and your formula couldn't exist without you. Each and every bottle of Pro's custom hair care and skin care is made to order and personalized with unique blends of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. And they get personal. Pros covers everything from your concerns to diet, exercise, and stress levels to uncover what's impacting your hair and skin health. Did you know, for example, that Minneapolis has like weirdly hard water, which apparently was affecting my hair? So like some of the ingredients that they put into my hair care was to like deal with the fact that we have hard water. Wow. I love that. They also asked me things like, you know, because I have had a baby recently, like, am I still breastfeeding? What are my hair goals? And I also really appreciated they asked like, how much effort do you want to put into your hair? Yeah, <laughs> because like I'm at the point, you know, I used to let, yeah, I used to do those, you know, put effort into my appearance, but now it's like, I just want to be able to walk out of the door without feeling self-conscious. Um, I, this is truly such a genuine endorsement. So I've really enjoyed using these products. But don't just take our word for it. In a third-party, double-blind, dermatologist-supervised control clinical trial, this is like the gold standard of all of these trials, Pros proved that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives. Try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering our listeners an exclusive trial offer so you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash just break up. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash just break up for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas, pros.com slash justbreakup. Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear. My name is Sierra DeMolder. And I'm Sam Blackwell. This week, we're going to tackle topics like why tests should only be done at school. <laughs> I don't know. 2020, folks. <laughs> Breaking up. Oh, my God. <laughs> and having faith in the abundance of the universe. Wow. 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 Starting 2000 out. <laughs> That's right. Big topics for Big 2020. Topics. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But first, we just want to give you our Surgeon General's warning, which is that we don't know what we're talking about. We don't. But we missed you. And we're so happy to be back from our holiday break. That's right. We still know nothing. No. You still should only take our advice as you see fit. Um, because we're just here to offer our humble musings, so we shed some understanding and maybe some laughs on the incredibly rewarding, but mostly confusing experience that is love. Yes, we are not professionals. Please no. take our advice as you see fit. <laughs> Again, I feel like I need to start over. <laughs> this is great. We're doing really well. We're really ringing in the new year on a good foot here. <laughs> <laughs> I just like forgot to how to make a podcast. Yeah, no, that's legit. Okay, cool. Here we are in 2020. 2020 vision. Yes. The roaring 20s. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's those are the fun. two 2020 jokes. I Election have. year. Yes. Oh, God. It's going to be intense. 
and long. Yes, it's going to be too much. Anyway, <laughs> let's, let's stay on an up. <laughs> right. The universe is full of abundance. Right. Um, okay. So Sam, you will, Samuel, you completed a year-long leadership retreat recently, yes. right? Mm-hmm. And you've pulled a lot of like intelligent gems from that retreat to share on this lovely podcast. Yeah. So like I didn't even have to think about my New Year's resolutions because like I had already established my goals for 2020 in November. Right. And now Sam's going to share his goals um, for 2020, like his New Year's resolutions. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm not because I am not prepared to share them yet because I don't know what mine are yet. Um, Listen, we're running out of time. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Uh, But I am going to basically like copy off of Sam's homework and be like, yeah, me too. (laughs) Oh, perfect. I love that. Yeah. I do all the work and then you're like, yeah. Yeah. Both of us. Yeah, it's like the podcast, but the other way around. (laughs) Yeah, seriously, though. (laughs) I'm just the talent, as you have told me multiple times. (laughs) You're just so pretty. Thank you. And talented and smart. Yes. I hate this episode already. It's great. Okay, so my goals for 2020 are, number one, make decisions out of joy and abundance instead of fear and shame. Yes. Mm -hmm. What does that look like? That's what everyone asks. Uh, but example of that. So exercising for a long time, I exercised because I was afraid that I was going to die if I didn't exercise or like, I felt like I should be exercising or like people were judging me for not exercising. And then one day I woke up and was like, no, I'm going to exercise because like, it's nice to do. And it like, and achieving a goal makes me feel good good about myself. Right. Uh, and then once that happened, I started exercising very frequently, like really consistently, because it wasn't a decision I made out of shame or fear. It was a decision I made out of abundance and joy. And so I'm trying to bring that mindset into other big decisions that Mm -hmm. I make and even small decisions too. Like what am I denying myself because I'm afraid or because I am ashamed of something? Mm -hmm. And we talked, I talked about it on the podcast, the one before Christmas where it was just like, life is too short for me to not take joy in things anymore. Right. right? right like, totally. And I, this past year, 20 or yeah, in 2019, like unpacking so much of um, like the bullshit around my dad and mm-hmm. like taking off the expectations and narratives that had been placed on me because of my dad and recognizing of like how small of a life I was living because I wanted to make sure that I was safe and that therefore he knew that he could be safe. Mm-hmm. And just like abandoning that and saying like, that's not, I don't want to live in a small space anymore. I want to dance when I want to dance. Like like I want to uh, do things that are exciting and different and new and not just continue to try and control everything and make sure that everything is safe so that I don't hurt myself and that others don't get hurt around me. Right, right. Like life is too short to be worried about that shit. Right. Totally. I love that. Yeah. I thought of another. I thought of. I thought of something I want to do. Should we volley? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, um, but I. You have like actually prepared a presentation on yours, and I'm making up mine off the fucking uh-huh. cuff. That's right. I did have to give a 30 minute pr- yeah. presentation on this. So yeah, you're very like you have like your cute cards, and I'm uh, like, well, uh, I'm gonna eat less uh, cheese. Um. Never. <laughs> no, uh, something that I want to do so that I can be empowered to be my like most. Um, empowered self is to not uh to lean into conflict Mm -hmm. when in a leadership role Mm -hmm. um i think like as 
I professionalize as like a self self-employed person or like as our podcast grows or as I just get as I get older in the world, I really ha- um, recognize this past year that I internalize so much conflict mm-hmm. and I like internalize it in a way where I um, will swallow my feelings or feel very bad about feeling any negative way. Yeah. You know, like if I, I don't know how I can have a, con- like a professional conflict with someone that, and they're the instigator of it. And then I go away feeling like I did something wrong. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't like that about myself. Yeah. Um, so I've been reflecting a lot about like, um, how can I, um, be the badass like businesswoman I am without like taking things so personally? <laughs> I think it's because I'm sensitive and I'm, I am a people pleaser and I, but I'm also ambitious and I want to build things and building things requires like a certain amount of, um, like equal parts, uh, compassion and, uh, thick skin. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So I want to like lean into conflict a little and remember that conflict is healthy and good and, um, that, it doesn't mean I'm a bad person if I've disappointed someone or if they've disappointed me and I'm mm-hmm. telling them I'm, them I'm disappointed in them. Yep. That doesn't make – I'm not a burden on someone for having a conflict. That's that's what it is right there. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean we talk a lot about how growth comes from discomfort. But like, yes. I also think that growth comes from conflict too. Yes, totally. Like, And not just that like you are teaching someone how to be a better person but like – you are both learning about a different perspective or like a a different way of moving through the world and how to like how to live in concert with that. Yeah, totally. As opposed to just constantly shutting ourselves down and people pleasing. Yeah. And and that's what it is for me is that I just want things to be OK so much. Um, and that's a product of being a child of an alcoholic divorce mm-hmm. <laughs> parents, you know, Um I just want things to be okay. I want to make things okay for everyone. Yep. But I can't make things okay for everyone if I'm trying to like make moves, you know, yep. if I'm trying to build something like there has to, I have to push a little against that. And for sure. yeah, that's, that's something that I want to deal with. Yeah, for sure. That narrative of the piece. Like I can say it to the people on the podcast. <laughs> I can say like, I'll lean into conflict. And then meanwhile, I'm like, I'm fine. It's yeah. cool. I'm good. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, that narrative of peacemaker. Ugh. Like it's it's a false narrative. It is. It's not and, real. But it, it is also taught to us, too. I think right. especially like of children, of parents who How, struggled emotionally yep. or like substance had, or mental illness. Yeah, for sure. Like I was for sure taught to be perfect so, so that, that my dad wouldn't be unhappy. mad or sad mm-hmm. or anxious about things. Right? Totally. I, I feel very obligated to other people's emotions and that is not i'm thinking specifically about like trying to be like um trying to be a businesswoman you know Mm -hmm. um like to grow our podcast or to be a self-employed artist like i i can't be nice and accommodating all the time it's not like it's not like you have to be of course i can be friendly and kind and respectful but like i have taken some professional conflict like so personally yeah and that's i just don't want to be that anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And in personal ones too, you know, nothing yep. between Sam and I. I just want to clarify. <laughs> like I keep saying, I was podcast. like, oh my God, are we going to have to like have a conflict? No, right no, now? No, no. <laughs> I know that the people, uh, I knew listeners would be like, oh my God, what's going on? Mm-hmm. <laughs> nothing because be between like Sam or through. Spencer and I, we're all like a perfect <laughs> tripod. <laughs> yes, for sure. 
Um, oh, so my next one is recognize my awesomeness and share it with others. Yes. Mm-hmm. You're awesome. Thank you. How do you share your awesomeness? Uh, so that's what I'm working on. Uh, so I feel like I constantly question my awesomeness, like yeah. internally, um, and am like feel inadequate in a lot of ways. Like even with this podcast, right? Like you do so much of the work and I just like show up. <laughs> right. But that was our agreement. <laughs> right. Because you also, have a full-time job. Yes. But then like also reminding myself, like you showing up to do this podcast is great. Right. Like you are bringing stuff to right. the table. We built this, Sam. Right. Like, like let's take a celebration moment for 2020 and say let's like, do it. we built a podcast that we love yeah. with um, a venue of listeners who we love, mm-hmm. who are, loyal and wonderful and complex and like this podcast would not exist without us yeah without our labor for sure and without our hearts and our compassion and and sometimes i have to remind myself of that yep yeah i mean both of us bring a lot of things to the table (laughs) yeah yeah sam's Uh, just talking that i do like the administrative stuff because that's my job right and i have a nine to five job that takes up most of my time so it's challenging for me to do that yeah but I appreciate you doing it. I appreciate you being <laughs> my partner. Um, yeah. And I think I did a lot of yes, butting. So like instead of yes, and, but like, yes, but. So it would be like, you have this really successful podcast. And I'd be like, yes, but Sierra does most of the work. I'm just right, there I'm to, not, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Like constantly denying myself of the success that I've had and of the you awesomeness that I bring. You are very focused. Yeah. Or like well, you're very... I prepare for the worst all the time. Yeah, yeah. I'll be like, hey, we got this, we got a gig here. And he'll be like, well, the venue's probably going to burn down and no one's going to show up. And I'm like, well, not exactly the response I'm looking for, but. Sometimes you just got to state your fears. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that you can acknowledge that they don't, yeah. they're not real. Yeah. Okay. Is that my job or yours? <laughs> um, and then I also want to share it with others. So I tend to be quiet and withhold things from yeah. folks. Uh, and recognize that, like, I have just as much to bring to the table as everyone else does. And totally. so I should be sharing that. Yeah, totally. Awesome. Um, my other goal that I just thought of sitting here. <laughs> Great. Love it. <laughs> it's connected to something I've been talking about, like, for the entirety of the year. But I'm just recommitting myself to it because I... Because it will never be enough. And that is, like, to riff off of the live Austin show mm-hmm. joke about being wet clay. Like, I am just ready to learn something new like a hundred times this year i we talked about it when you suggested taking classes for a blind date um i was just so inspired by my grandmother um who passed last year about how she just constantly um was constantly unafraid of being totally new at something Mm. and totally the new person in the room or the amateur in the art class right she just was constantly unafraid of being new and i think that we get very comfortable in our routines in our expertise you know yep and it really hit me when i um was reflecting on my poetry career back when i was like full-time poet um i would be i would fly around the country and read poems to people um for a living which was very lovely and magical and like i have performed for as many as for as little as five people mm-hmm. to as many as like 3000 people and i always something that like really trick like triggered some like growth for me is recognizing that even though that was like 
many introverts like nightmare or like that was a non-traditional career for many people. Yep. I was used to it. I was an expert at it. So just because it was this scary thing that required me to travel all the time and speak to new people and and do public speaking in front of a large group of people, I was an expert at it. I had mm-hmm. done it so many times that it was no longer challenging me. And I, I like... I thought that I was growing and being experimental and and putting myself out there by doing this very performative, scary thing for a lot of people. Right. But then I realized, like, I've been doing this for five years now. This no longer scares me. I am <laughs> right. staying exactly the same. I'm not yeah. I'm not pushing myself, which is something that pushed us to start this podcast, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, trying to be new. I'm still new. I'm going in. I'm 33 and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly because I'm in. My birthday's in June, as right. is yours. Yep. So that, you know, it's halfway there. Yes, yeah, so it would be December 2nd would be our half birthday. Okay, well, uh, <laughs> didn't claim to be a mathematician or to understand time or You're calendars. Right. I'm not a... Not good at... Not professional, not qualified <laughs> for any of this, really. <sighs> the the, uh... the anti-parachute in this podcast constantly makes me laugh. <laughs> like, we just have to say things... like. There's no, there's no parachute. Oh yeah, no. Like, we say something we stupid. It's shit. like it's just fucking there forever. Right. I wonder how many like, like poetry readers listen of my, of mine listen to this podcast and be like, wow, I sh- I thought she was very eloquent. <laughs> anyway, close us out with your last goal for 2020. Uh, is to live my values with intention. Hmm. What and does so that look like? My values are exploration. So like what you were saying in terms of like being wet clay. Yeah. Of like, I commit to trying new things to, and also to like returning to things that I have left behind that I want to find new joy in. Right. So I was thinking about like, I'm going to take piano lessons again to like, oh, I love rem- that. right. Like to well, remember, I'm so proud of you for that. Yeah. Ugh. To remember what it felt like to be learning piano and it's to like, very go back to vulnerable. Something. Yeah, for sure. Cause I'm like, Ooh, I'm not going to be very good at this. Do you want a keyboard? Yeah. Do you have one? Yes. Okay. I'll sell it to you for cheap. Yeah. I mean, Cause it... I was going to buy one, but okay. Okay. Anyway, um, yeah. So exploration, even just like walking around my neighborhood and noticing different things, right? Like just committing to constantly being in awe of all of the things that there are to learn and explore in this world. Yeah. The second is presence. So like, how am I showing up and being in this moment with people and with myself? Yes. So not staring at my phone, not doing all of the things that we are like doing 17 things at time, yes, but just totally. like sitting here and being aware of my body in this moment in this space yes uh so like keeping those things on my phone <laughs> yeah that don't let me do things <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 friction and then the third one is the health of myself and others hmm. so how am i moving towards well-being spiritually emotionally physically uh and socially and how am i helping others to get there as well i love that yeah i love that retreat it's been it helped you so much i know it helped and it came our podcast like a, so much <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> uh yeah and the retreat came at the perfect time because like Literally four weeks after my dad died was the first of the the retreat that I went to. And just like everything was so topsy-turvy to walk into a space where it was like, all right, we're going to tear everyone down and then we're going to like <laughs> rebuild ourselves. It was like, yeah. that is exactly what I need. Thank you very much. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I love that. Well, uh, yeah, I guess the last thing I'll say in our check-in topic about 2020 is that we're really grateful that all of you are doing this work with us. Absolutely. We feel very, very lucky. Yeah. 
Another year of of doing this work. Another year of just break up. Yes. Do you want to give some unqualified advice to our letter writers? (laughs) Let's please do it. Okay. Let me me share my awesomeness with others. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Our first letter of 2020 comes to us from Caitlin Rose, who is writing to us from a place of uncertainty. Mm. Caitlin writes, my boyfriend and I have been together for almost a year. We've had a great, loving relationship, with the exception of a small hiccups we've gotten through. We ended up officially moving in together about six months ago. I've always been a little wary of being cheated on, but I never thought he would cheat on me, and he never gave me any hints that he had or has. About a month ago, I was borrowing his phone to read while he was asleep. I don't know why, but I ended up looking through his messages. I ended up finding sex between him and some girl from about a month into when we started dating. I was shocked, hurt, and betrayed. I didn't know what to do, but I ended up waking him up and tossing the phone towards him when the message uh, with the message thread open. He saw it and immediately got up and started crying, saying that it was a mistake from a long time ago and that he was drunk and not in his right mind. He also said that he'd never done it again and that the reason he never told me um, was because he didn't know how to tell me because he was he didn't want to hurt me, hurt our relationship, and particularly because he's grown to love our relationship so much. This whole time, he was still crying down on his knees and begging me to give him another chance. I was going to break up with him, but that night I was so upset and all I wanted was to be in his arms. I ended up giving him another chance, but it feels like nothing has ever been the same since. There's been times where I felt like I've I've fallen out of love with him or that I'm still mad at him for what he did to me. I tested his faith once while we were in a rough patch and he ended up flirting back, but he claims he kept claiming that it was because he knew it was me. I'm going to time out there for a second and mm-hmm. say that I'm interpreting that as like maybe Create messaging a fake account. Yeah. Yeah. Mhm. He wanted to break up that time because he said he felt guilty, but the thought of breaking up with him made my stomach churn, so we ended up staying together again. We keep talking about going to therapy, but nothing has come of it. I still can't seem to get over the whole cheating thing, and I feel like I can't trust him, even though he swears he'll never do it again and that he's 100% committed to us. There are times when we're super happy and I can see us staying together and starting a family down the line. And then other times when I'm upset with him and I feel like our relationship isn't right. It feels like I'm never making the right decision and I don't know what to Mm. do. He wants to do whatever he can to make our relationship work, but I'm afraid I'll never be able to get past the cheating. Sorry for such a long letter and I hope to hear your advice. Oh, I know. Kaylin, thank you so much for writing. Um, I'm sorry that this happened. Mm -hmm. Cheating sucks. Yep. Cheating on someone sucks. Being cheated on sucks. Finding out that way sucks. Yeah, for sure. I've definitely had a night like that. Uh, of going through your boyfriend's phone? No, of finding out, um, throwing the phone. Got it. Calling you crying. Oh, that night. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that son of a bitch. Ugh, I know. Was... It was just gross. <laughs> Anyway, um, Caitlin, uh, yeah, getting over cheating. I don't even know if we've ever, in a year and a half, I don't know if we've talked about getting over cheating. I'm sure we have at some point, but I blacked it all out. Yeah. Um, Getting over cheating is hard. It is. It's totally possible. Mm -hmm. It's not necessary. Mm. 
I think that oftentimes because we were wronged, we feel like we have to make it worth it. Like, oh, my God, we went through all of that. So, like, we have to stay together. Oh, got it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's not always, you don't always have to stay together. No, I mean, you can break up with anyone at any time. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I want to talk about what getting over cheating looks, but I also want to talk about what trust looks like in action. Yeah. Um. yeah, I don't know. I can tell you what it doesn't look like. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I, yeah, I want to jump on this. Um, Caitlin, we're gonna we want to pull out the thing about um, messaging him from a different account and how you don't know how you found yourself in his messages going back to five months previous when you found out that he had cheated on you five months previously. What I want to say before <laughs> Sam says it is that we're going to push you a little yeah. to be accountable to the person that you want to be. That doesn't mean you deserve to be cheated on. That no, doesn't mean nope. you don't deserve to be happy or, or any of that. Like you were wronged in this situ- situation. Um, but the 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 only way to get over cheating is with trust, transparency, yes. and to not punish your partner For the rest of time. Yes. And I will say the reason why I'm calling this out is because behavior like this around issues of trust, they the activities that you are doing can only ever be proven. You can only ever be proven right. 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 You can never be proven wrong. You can never have definitive proof that he is not cheating. Right. So if you are in the mindset of looking for these things that will cause you to believe that he is you cheating on you, you will find them. You're going to find them. And you did. So here's where I feel conflicted. And it's tricky because you did, but, but, because he cheated. Right. Because <laughs> yes. he's a dick. And you were proven right, which, like, yeah, for sure. But it's also like, Maybe not in this relationship, but for thinking about the future, behavior like this will only lead to you finding something that will that will in some way incriminate him. And I even if your partner hasn't done anything wrong, and it is only because you can never be proven wrong when you are searching for something like this. Right. You can go through every single one of his text messages, but then it's like, well, but I didn't look at his emails. So I didn't look at his Snapchat. Right. Like he I couldn't see his Snapchat. He didn't respond to me testing him this one time, but who's to say that next time he won't he won't flirt with the person, yeah. right? So now I have to test him again to make sure that he doesn't. And like that is a, a perpetual cycle of anxiety. And it's not fair to you and it's not fair to your partner to be constantly checking up and yeah. trying to catch this person doing something wrong. Yeah. Right. That's not what trust and relationships are built off of built off of. Uh, relationships are built off of trust. Right. And are built off of saying until you prove me wrong, I'm going to believe that you want to be with me and that you want to be here. Totally. And he did something wrong. We know this. Yes. But but we're going to we're going to go with we're, like the easy answer would be like, yeah, he wronged you. Like, leave that man. Um, go on. Get another a better man. Yep. But like that better man down the line, if you are convinced that that better man is going to cheat on you, you're going to bring that anxiety into your relationship. Right. And and to be honest, like going through somebody's phone um, or more importantly, bigger issue, like trying to to like essentially catfish or corner your boyfriend into something that that that's like malicious intent. Mm-hmm. Like you're looking for him to wrong you. You're 
honestly, sweetheart, this this is what I think it is. You're you're looking for him to give you a reason to justify leaving him. Yeah. Well, guess what? You don't need one because nope. he already disrespected you once. He already crossed the lines of your relationship once. You found it. You have the permission to leave. For sure. Just because you put time, effort, money, love into this relationship does not mean it is too late to leave. And I know that's painful. Mm-hmm. I know that's so fucking painful. I was in a relationship with somebody for so long who cheated on me multiple <laughs> times, who, who routinely routinely stepped over my bounds or disrespected me, yep. lied to my face, and I stayed in it because I thought... Well, it's so good sometimes, I, and I I have to be struggling like this for a reason. Mm-hmm. Like and like I have to. He 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 embarrassed me by cheating on me, and for me to come back to him and and I I like just didn't respect myself enough and my happiness enough to leave him. Yep. And that's what it sounds like going on here. And so like we we want to push on those unhealthy behaviors that happen when we're feeling so insecure. Right. Yeah. But at the same time, like just because somebody cheats on you doesn't mean they deserve no privacy mm-hmm. just because somebody cheats on you doesn't mean you can be um, abusive towards a partner or, sure. or whatever and i'm not saying that is what you're doing but like sam's right if you look for it you're gonna find it and if you're and still if you looking right, you're unhappy you should leave sure. and even if you don't find it you're still going to continue to look right is, and that's I am not the gonna endless lie. cycle of it that is so harmful to you and to your partner so willow my lovely partner mm-hmm. is the person that i dated after that cheater right yes. yep and like the most vulnerable fucking transparent embarrassing thing i can say is that i had to s- re- i had to stop myself on several occasions from going through her phone mm. and we're talking about like a trustworthy person, mm-hmm. um, somebody who's giving me no reason to, but because I had been conditioned by my yeah. last relationship to not trust that person, I was about to carry all of that toxicness, all of that unhealthy behavior from both of us into this new healthy relationship. Yep. And I had to literally tell myself, this is not the way I want to start this new relationship. I'm not going to yeah. bring this baggage. And that's, I, I have held her phone in my hand before and thought like, what can I find in here? Mm-hmm. But the better question is like, what I can find is the actual things going on in our relationship, like mm-hmm. our day to day life. I trust her, right? Like, yep. the the proof is there. Yep. I don't need to go looking for anti proof that she loves me. <laughs> you know. Uh huh. Yeah. But but Caitlin, I had to tell myself not to do that. That's what trust in action looks like. For sure. I had to say my my girlfriend deserves privacy, yep. and she is so far proven to be a trustworthy she has not broken my trust for any reason and just because i'm afraid of being cheated on and just because somebody else routinely cheated on me (laughs) yep doesn't mean um that i can bring that baggage into this relationship for sure and i feel like we're railing a little hard on this (laughs) no i think but i think because it's like you either start trusting this person or you break up Right. right. There is no relationship without trust. And and it might be that he is completely untrustworthy. Right. Which and could be totally justified. But you cannot have a relationship without trust. So you either need to be taking the steps in order to, to heal this relationship by having uncomfortable conversations and yeah. by uh, going to see a couple's counselor, whatever it is, in order to get to that point, or you need to break up because the, the what is happening right now of of you trying to lay traps to trick him into proving that he is untrustworthy isn't a relationship, right? It is a sh- it is a sham of a relationship, right? right? And so 
you either need to be working towards a point where he is trustworthy enough for you to trust him yes. and that you are working on your ability to trust or you need to break up. Yep. That's because you can't have a relationship without that work. Yeah. And and I'm going to like try to like switch the tone just a little to, because I do think being cheated on confirms all of our fears, confirms yep. all of our insecurities. And and plus, like, I mean, we said this at the beginning, but like it hurts. Uh, sure. This is this is your love. Your love hurt you. Yep. And and that is heartbreak that sure. like yep. you are experiencing heartbreak on top of everything yep but it's what needs to happen in the relationship now is accountability right right it's not about trying to prove that he continues to be untrustworthy it is about um holding him and you accountable for making steps in pursuit of the goals that you both share yeah right and so uh, what are the things that he is doing and that you are doing to 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 fix what is broken in the relationship? Yeah. Has he apologized to you for the hurt that he has caused you? Yes. And not just like, I'm sorry I got caught or like, I'm sorry that, that I cheated, but actually say like, I understand that my actions hurt you and I feel- And I've lost your trust. Yes. And I am sorry for that. Yes. And I am going to do things in order to get to that point right. or to make us come back. And then- you saying, okay, I'm going to trust you again. The next time that you do something untrustworthy, that will be the end of it. Right. Right. And I think what happens a lot is that we get into these things where it's like the cheater cheated. And then it's like, well, I'm going to trust you again. And then they like cheat again. And then you're like, well, I'm going to trust you one more time. Right. Stop dragging me, Sam. <laughs> but I think that's where the accountability part for you also comes in. Right. Like he's you have to be your accountable trust. to your feelings. Exactly. And you're and you don't deserve to be in a relationship where people where someone is continually betraying your trust. Right. So if you aren't able to if you are so uncomfortable that he cheated on you one time, then like accept that and leave him. And that's OK. Or if it's next time and you say, I, OK, I'm going to trust you again. The next time that I find out that you cheated on me or did something that I'm uncomfortable with, then it's over. Yeah. But you need to hold yourself also to those those promises that you're making yourself and him because otherwise, if he really is as untrustworthy as you think he is, he's just going to continue to take advantage of you. Yeah. Um, Kayleen, I'm going to share a little like successes and failures from my, from my relationship <laughs> that I was re referencing. Love it. Because I took my partner back repeatedly mm -hmm. um, and we tried to quote unquote work through it yeah. <laughs> um, as we were together. Um, and you should be able to talk honestly and openly with your partner about what happened, obviously. However... If you're going to learn from my failure, you have to know when to not bring up the past. Mm. Like for me, I've, I contributed to a lot of like toxicity in that relationship because I was so hurt and my hurt was so close to the surface that like if anything went wrong, I would be like, I cannot believe you betrayed me. Mm. Like I would I would return to my hurt so easily while trying to move past it like yep. it was so accessible at all times and i i was never don't get me wrong like i was not supposed to be with that person <laughs> but like i would i was not allowing us to heal either like mm -hmm. i was not <laughs> i mean and also he was just a fucking dick so. yeah and he cheated on me multiple times so it was like uh, honestly like gaslighting <laughs> like, uh -huh. yeah. he was like i love you so much i'm never gonna do this again and then he did it again i was like i am confused <laughs> honest doesn't really sound like the situation yeah <laughs> anyway um but you have to 
basically you have to fight fair with meaning you have if there's a conflict you cannot bring this infidelity it's it, like you don't have a one up on him yeah uh you guys should be on the same team you should be rooting for each other's successes, not each other's failures. Yep. And if you can't get to that point, it's okay to leave him. It is. It's okay to say, nope, you know what? I, I'm not going to be able to get past this. Right. Because at one point in this shitty relationship that I'm referencing, Caitlin, I remember saying to my sister, like, maybe I'm just not supposed to forgive him. Like, may, like maybe I'm maybe I'm not supposed to get through this. Hmm. But me being like the nurturer, being the person who wanted love more than anything— I like couldn't I couldn't walk away from my love no matter how sick it was mm-hmm. and no matter no matter how sick it made me yeah. I I was I just accepted that that very sick love because I couldn't reject it um right. and so I'm just going to give you permission Caitlin to reject it because you deserve like healthy whole love um but if you are working to stay together and and to build and move move past this you do have the right to feel hurt and angry and sad about your decision however if like take it from me if if in a a month or two months or a day or two weeks or however your timeline is if you cannot wake up see his phone within your grasp while he's in the shower and not want to reach for it then that is not what I would call a good true love. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and the last thing I'll say is you've experienced this betrayal. It hurts because you were betrayed by the person who was supposed to love you and treat you well and not betray you. Yep. But it also hurts because it makes you not trust yourself. Mm-hmm. Like you can't trust the things that you're saying to yourself. You have all these conflicting feelings in you. You can't trust this person. You don't know when to leave. You see a future, mm-hmm. but you you don't know how to get there. That's what it was for me. Oh my God, to take one second. Like I could see a future with that guy, but like it was like in the distance and I'm like, how are we supposed to walk through these fucking woods filled with like werewolves and quicksand and all the women that you cheated on with me with (laughs) and their fucking Instagrams. Uh Like, how am I supposed to get through this, the woods to get to where we're supposed to be? And the truth is, Caitlin, sometimes you don't have to. Mm -mm. Sometimes you're like, love isn't supposed to look like that. No. And you can work through this, but you don't have to. There's good love out there that, that won't cheat on you. That won't make you work so hard. That's right. And love um, is not a destination. It's a journey. Yes. But so if like, your journey sucks, like, why are you doing it? Yeah, that is very <laughs> true. Um, we don't mean to be hard on you. We just want to bring out the best of you and challenge you to be, like, as whole and healthy as possible because that's how you receive that love, too. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I— And also, like, him cheating on you is not a is not about you, right? Like, it, like him cheating on you isn't— that he picked this other person over you, right? Him cheating on you is his own bullshit, right? Like you are still a kick-ass, awesome, amazing person and will still be a kick-ass, awesome, amazing person even if you dump this person or if you never find another person for you, right? Like you are awesome on your own and this person's actions don't speak to that awesomeness. Yeah, They are his own stuff. They are a product of his own issues that he is going through and they don't have anything to do with you and so i just want to big you up a little bit because we tore you down so much <laughs> didn't tear it down we just gave her the hard truth yes 
which is to say, like, you are so fucking awesome that you don't need to read through people's text messages because they don't matter. Like, they are. I mean, they do, for sure, because relationships are super important. But, like, at the end of the day, whether or not this dude cheats on you, you are still an amazing, awesome person. And you are a person who will get through whatever happens and you have awesomeness to bring into this world. Yes. The last thing, the last little tidbit I'll give you is because you're in this middle ground is it will be a choice to trust your partner. Yep. It'll be a choice. Yep. And so now today, right now in this moment, can you say, I choose to trust you? Or can you say, I, I, I cannot trust you. Mm -hmm. Like, can you make that choice? And for me, that would then indicate which way the wind is blowing. For sure. Yeah. Because if you can't trust him. There's no relationship. You got to break up. Yep. And you can find somebody who you will trust. Absolutely. All right, Caitlin, we love you so much. We hope this brings you some comfort in the midst of all the tough love. But uh, we love you. We're rooting for you. We are. We are not rooting for your boyfriend. (laughs) I mean, we are in like a holistic every person sort of way. (laughs) Yes. Yep. And we are rooting for your relationship if that is what you choose to do. Right. Uh, But a relationship can't exist without trust. Period. We love you so much. Thank you so much for writing. It's hard to talk about these cheating letters because like you dated the worst cheater man. (laughs) I know. And I was the worst. I was... I was the worst in it. Right? So, like, it's hard to have these conversations because it, it's like, well, well, maybe he just did it once. But then you're always like, well, no. Because, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I was with the man who cheated on me 18 times. Yeah. He he was the epitome of once a cheater, always a cheater, which I don't actually believe. Yeah. But, like, he just has a journey. He's on a journey. You uh-huh. know. He is. I mean, he honestly, you know what the most painful fucking true thing I can say is that he will he will make a wonderful partner to someone one day. For sure. He's going to be fine in his life. Yeah. Nobody listen to his music, though. (laughs) Say his name. Say his name. Just kidding. Let's not do that. Just kidding. I wish him well. All right, y'all know that Sam and I record every single episode of Just Break Up virtually. So I literally see this beautiful person on Zoom like multiple times a week. And every time Sam pops up into Zoom, I comment on their outfit. And I swear, like 99% of the time, I'm like, oh my God, that outfit is so cute. Where did you get it? Sam says quince. You too can upgrade your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach. That's right. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middle person and passes that saving on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Y'all have heard me talk about my leather bag that I use as both a laptop bag and a diaper bag. And I love it because (laughs) (laughs) honestly, it looks really cute in every single circumstance that I use it. 
Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash just break up for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q u i n c e.com slash just break up to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash just break up. All right, head and heart workers, you know I'm all about tackling our money shame and becoming fiscally empowered, regardless of how much money we make or how much debt we have. I think it's such a crucial step in our own self-acceptance and empowerment. That's why I love that today's episode is sponsored by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. With Rocket Money, you can see all of your subscriptions in one place. And if you see something you don't want, you can just cancel it with a tap. You never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled unwanted subscriptions. And listen, we always talk to you about like conflict styles and open and honest communications, but honestly, save your energy and get Rocket Money to cancel those subscriptions for you. <laughs> Stop wasting yeah. you money. You don't need to practice that. Yeah. We don't need to do head and heart work with like customer service representatives. You know what I mean? Like just like... Use the middle person. <laughs> Just get Rocket Money in there to help you do what you need to do. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. That's rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. Rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. All right. Our next letter comes from Red Flag <laughs> Collector, who is writing from the Olympic Peninsula. One peninsula. <laughs> the Olympic Peninsula. There you go. Which is in Washington State. Hi, Sam and Sierra. I discovered Just Break Up Just Breaks Up's Instagram page a few months ago, and after scrolling through the whole thing, loving all of it, decided to give a listen to the podcast. Best decision I could have made at this point in my life. It's the best. So what I wanted to write in about is my current relationship. We are both 26 and live together. We met on Bumble eight months ago, and things got moving fast. Things were so fun. We did all the things I really wanted in my last relationship that I wasn't getting. Lots of affection, spontaneous adventures, cooking together, and tons of great sex. However, there were some red flags I chose to ignore. Mm. Even my friend group has said to me that they supported my choices, but want me to know that my life has been a whirlwind since meeting my now boyfriend. I had a devastating breakup in 2018 and spent many months healing, going to therapy, and getting my life back on track. Now I've found myself in what I think is a really unhealthy relationship. All of his many last relationships ended around a year of dating. He went to jail once for trying to break down the door to an apartment he shared with an ex. He was drunk. He's tried to get me to wear an engagement ring he bought for his last girlfriend just to wear because he says it's pretty and he loves me. At around three months, oh he God. wanted to marry me and oh have God. kids with me. I need to process that one. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> he has been hot and cold the entire relationship. He has read my journal and gone through my phone. Trust issues. I've repeatedly told him that is a hard no for me, but that didn't stop him. Recently, we have been fighting more, and I think it is because I'm standing up for myself more. 
He often makes things my fault or my problem that really aren't anyone's fault or anyone's problem. He will twist my words and deny doing or saying things. I think to confuse me. In one fight, he could say he isn't sure if he wants to be with me because I'm lazy and unmotivated. Not true. And then minutes later, after I've cried, he will hold me and say he loves me so much, just how I am. What the hell? He will get tipsy or drunk and be very rude to me. But honestly, he doesn't need the booze as an excuse. We could be having a conversation and he will sometimes mock what I'm saying, continuously interrupt me and essentially bully me for the entire conversation, which leads me to tears. He gets annoyed when I cry, which could be avoided if he wasn't a jerk. We haven't had much sex in the past few months and he has blamed me for it. He says I don't initiate it enough. And when I disagree with that statement, he demands me to list every time I have tried. I'm not a psycho, so I don't keep track of things like that. He says I should watch porn so I can be more sexual with him. He admitted that he has been watching porn because he can't get excited with me anymore. I've had several relationships that had a sex component, and I never had never had this come up, so I find it hard to believe that I'm the one keeping him from wanting to have sex. Anyway, we have these blowout fights that he does with me while playing video games, and then I sit in my car to cry it out and feel like shit. Either that night or the next night, he will apologize and love on me and try to make it better. We might even talk about the fight, and I will feel like I gained some clarity and apologize. But later, lately, these fights, these post-fight talk don't give me a sense of peace. Just dread for the next time he could get cold and mean. I often feel like trash a day after a fight. It's like I'm a wounded animal and I can't figure out how to feel or be. My brain and emotions are so drained, it's crazy. My friends and mom are worried about me. They have seen me less, and when they do, I'm always checking my phone, worried if I did something wrong. Which is ridiculous because I'm not going to do anything wrong. Mm. I've had fights with past boyfriends and they don't ever leave me feeling like this. Not sure what is going on. He has issues, as do I, but I think his way of coping sucks. I miss the nice guy I fell in love with and had really amazing intimate moments with. I know I am whole and enough as a person, but my partner doesn't. And honestly, that blows. What the heck is going on? Should we just break up? I am scared to leave him because I'm afraid that he will make my life a living hell. I love him and feel so connected to him at times, but when he is mean to me and very intense and passionate, as he calls it when he is being rude, it breaks my heart. It kills me on this level I can barely explain. Mm. But lately, I just feel dead inside about the relationship. I'm tired and maybe a little depressed about it. Sigh. Anyway, hope you pick this letter because I would love some clarity from you guys. Thank you, red flag collector. Aww. I know. Let's call her Red. All right. Thank you so much, Red, for for writing this. And I am so sorry that, that you are in this situation. Yeah. And I think I chose this letter... Because it's so clear, right, mm-hmm. for you and I and probably so many listeners. Yep. But I, too, have been in that relationship where you're like, I know this is bad, but I need someone else to tell me. Mm-hmm. Or I know this is abusive or unhealthy or toxic. I know I'm unhappy. I know I don't feel good. Yep. There's something inside me screaming. But for some reason, we are never taught to truly prioritize that. We're taught to take care of other people. We're taught to fold our desires away into ourselves to fit their bullshit. And I, I mean, this is for anyone out there saying like, I know my relationship is unhealthy, but I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. You do know what to do. You just need to give yourself that gift. You just need to think that you're worth it. Yeah. And I think it's really hard in toxic relationships like that because when you say it all out loud to someone or like when we read it in a letter, we can be like, okay, 
I can see the big picture here. And like, here are all of right. these unacceptable behaviors. This is only getting worse and worse. It's clearly not getting better. But when you are in it, like it can, it's like, well, this is really bad, but like we could improve, right? right. Like it's like, you can't see the forest for the trees because right. you are just like navigating this space where you're not looking at like all of the different things that have led to this moment, but instead just being like, well, this moment is bad, but now he's saying that he's sorry and that he loves me. So like, maybe this will be the time when we come up from the the rock bottom that we have now hit. And this was, maybe this was the rock bottom that will get us to a better relationship. Right. And I'm here to tell you, Red, that this is the rock bottom that will only continue to go further and further down. Right. There is no rock bottom here. There is only the point at which you leave this man. And let's talk about that, how wild how wild that thought process is. Like, how much can I endure Yeah. before this becomes enough for me to leave? Mm-hmm. How much toxic, abusive behavior can I endure before I, I value myself and my happiness. Right. And I think that's it too. It's like not even that, but just like how much toxic behavior do I deserve yes. before I decide that I'm if that is enough. Yeah. Right. And it's like, no. Yeah. Love, Red, you don't deserve any of this toxic behavior. Yeah. You don't have to endure any of this toxic behavior. This relationship is in so many ways problematic. Yes. And it's I want to recognize that it's easy for us to sit on the sidelines and say that to you, but we are doing it out of a place of love. We are doing it because we have also been in situations where we haven't been able to see how awful things were I was once, when we were in it. In in my in my most abusive relationship, I remember like being alone in my apartment and thinking, I know this is wrong. I know it's not supposed to feel like this. I I know she wasn't supposed to make me feel this way. Mm. Not telling anyone also. Um, but knowing it was so wrong and then seeing her FaceTime me and answering it. And by the end of the call, I would like be begging her to stay with me, right? Mm. Be begging her to like not be angry at me, you mm-hmm. know, uh, because she would often, um, like your partner read, use her love at, and as, as threats against me, right? Right. And, and constantly um, gaslight me. And that's it. Like your letter is a textbook gaslighting example. Oh, 100%. Of, of, of lying and telling you things that you don't remember are real or, or going back and forth being sweet as honey and then being a, a evil, you know, yeah. like being evil. Doing that, insane things and then denying that they did and said those exact things. Oh, like, my God. Oh, my God. I'm like triggered. <laughs> and that is the po- that that's the power of those personalities and those relationships to be alone in your mind, trying to find that clarity, trying yeah. to find the strength to say like, no, no, no. I like I know this is wrong. This is I know this is wrong. I know I don't deserve this. And trying mm-hmm. to hold on to that very tiny, very weak voice yep. that's trying to find its way out of you. And then by the end of the fucking conversation, you're begging them not to leave you or you're crying alone in your car. Mm-hmm. And you're just thinking, like, how many what else can I do for you to make you love me nicely yep. and not love me like this? Because that's yep. what abusive relationships do, too, is that they starve you of the good love so that you will you will endure any amount of sick unhealthy love to get 1 minute of that sweet love yep. 1 minute of that healthy love for sure um it's 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 truly like a tapeworm 
of a fucking relationship. Yep. And they exhaust you too, right? Like they make you get to a point where you just don't care anymore, where it is easier to just go with the flow and endure shit that you shouldn't have to endure right? because you are too tired to do anything else, right? right? And that, and I can feel that read in your letter, just like how tired you are of the fighting of always being uh, anxious, of always being convinced that you're about to do something wrong. And I, I just like, I feel that like I I feel I've been in that space where it's just like, I'm just tired of having to, to always be in the wrong of always having to, to try and stand up for what I know is real and come up against someone who is unmovable in that. Right. And I, I'm so sorry that you are going through this and that you are just so tired. Yes. Um, so Red, if you haven't already guessed it. (laughs) Sam and I think you should just break up, mm-hmm. but we know that it is never and will never be that simple, nope. especially because, which is a, this is a huge red flag for me, your fear of breaking up yep. because of repercussions that he might enact upon you. Yep. Um, but we want to say that there are ways to, to break up and to keep yourself safe mm-hmm. if you think strategically about it. Yep. And I don't mean to alarm you by talking so... Um, forward about um, that, but you may need an action plan to get yourself out of that situation into a safe space. And you may need to put some legitimate barriers between you and your significant other so that he cannot have access to you. So he cannot um, engage in any unhealthy behaviors um, when you choose to leave this relationship because Sam and I believe that you absolutely do not deserve this behavior. And this no no longer looks like what a healthy relationship is. Yep. And just because it was healthy once or just because that there are elements in it that you know are good or have been good once doesn't mean any of this is justified. You do not deserve any of this. For sure. And so, yeah, so Red Sierra is absolutely right in that you you don't deserve any of this, but it, we also know that it can be scary and it can be dangerous to leave abusive situations. Um, and I think that you are totally justified in your fear of of what leaving is going to look like. Right. Um, you know, Sierra and I are not equipped to be able to help you come up with an action plan. But if you call the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-7233, uh, they will have folks that will be able to walk you through what leaving him looks like. Um, I'm so grateful that you continue to have a friend group. I'm so grateful that you continue to have a supportive mom. And those are those are tools and resources that you can use to protect yourself and to make sure that you have what you need as you move out of the apartment and and uh, keep yourself safe and and go through this. Um, but. Uh, the domestic abuse hotline um, might be able to help you in terms of thinking about other resources that you can bring to, to bear, right? Yeah, yep, totally. For sure. Um, and I also want to say this uh, to you and to anyone who might be um, literally scared to break up, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's fear of bodily harm or harm on your property or emotional abuse or any sort of um, repercussion that is outside of the realm of a healthy response, right? Yep. 
I want to say that it is okay to do it over text message. Oh, for sure. It's okay to do it in an email. Yeah. It's okay to leave a note and pack up all your shit and leave. Yeah, it is. A, yeah, for sure. It's okay to pack everything up while he's not there. Right. And he has not long, tell him where you are. <laughs> a long time ago, he he has let go of any um, rules of engagement or niceties or respect that you for do sure. not you, that now you no longer owe him. Yep. And just because you are a kind, caring, nurturing person doesn't mean you need to continue to take care of him while leaving him. No, definitely not. Your job is, honestly, Sam's so right. Life is too short. Your job is to go and find happiness, mm -hmm. to find safe and healthy love, to to keep learning, to keep growing. And, and this is not the environment to do it in. For sure. We love you so much, Red. We want you to feel strong and confident enough to believe all of those red flags that you're collecting. Absolutely. We love you. Thank you so much for writing. Okay, and our final letter is from Heather, no last name, please, who is writing to us from Toronto, Ontario. Hi, Sierra and Sam. First things first, I want to say how much I love your podcast. Since discovering it, I felt less alone in this big, crazy world of dating and arguably, more importantly, less alone in my thoughts and feelings regarding my relationship with myself. Mm. I've learned a lot about the importance of understanding and growing myself through head and heart work in a way that has really benefited my life. So thank you. Thank you, Heather. For perspective, I'm a cis woman in my mid-20s who has been mostly in long-term relationships since high school with three to eight-month periods of being single or casually dating in between them. I love relationships and everything that goes along with being in one. The ability to really get to know someone deeply and share your genuine self with your partner. The security of having someone in your corner on the good days and the bad. And all the beautiful things that go along with sharing a good, true love. I'm in a period of being of singleton right now. Singledom. Sing, singledom. Singleton. Singledom. <laughs> singledom. It uh -huh. is my kingdom. I mean, not right now. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Willow. <laughs> my boyfriend of about seven months and I broke up back in June. I have been going on dates since a while after the breakup, almost, almost all of which have been one-offs with guys who have either made it clear that they just want to sleep with me or with whom it didn't click at all. Then three weeks ago, I magically met up with a guy who things instantly felt different with, different with, let's call them him Rob. Things with Rob aren't just different from all the dudes I've been on shitty dates with. They are different from every long-term boyfriend I've ever been with too. He and I have spent a lot of time together in the last few weeks, agreed we are both going to get off dating apps to focus on each other, and he's gone out of his way to make it abundantly clear to me that he is so into me and wants to work on this both verbally and through his actions. I am so happy and can see things with him in the future if it continues to go well. Now, of course, there's a but. And my butt is, I'm fucking terrified. <laughs> I have been hurt deeply and recklessly by numerous guys over the last few years. Now that I feel emotionally invested in and excited about and happy with Rob, I can't shake this seemingly insurmountable fear that it's going to crash and burn. And I know he hasn't given me any sign that it is going to, but I can't help but worry that it will. My love language is... Definitely words of affirmation, which he has been so sweet to offer constantly. And still, I can't seem to stop the consuming anxiety of not wanting this pure, wonderful thing to fall apart. The thing 
This is only inflamed by the fact that Rob is about to leave for two weeks on a trip to Europe with his friends. We're likely not going to talk at, uh, all that much while he's away. And of course, there's also the back of the mind, quote, what if he meets some, someone else? What if he hooks up with someone else? Worries too. I don't know if this is much of a question, but more a plea for help. I want to be calm and collected and enjoy the excitement of this new thing instead of being filled with anxiety, worry, and fear. I'm so scared of being hurt again and even more scared of losing something that feels so special. Do you two have any suggestions on how I can shift this fear out of my mind and heart? Thank you so, so, so much. Any advice is deeply appreciated. I love this letter. <laughs> Thank you so much for writing, Heather. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm like thinking back to those like moments of meeting someone that Fear. you like, really click with. Yeah. And, like, and how the excited pressure, they are. Like, Ooh, yeah. <laughs> you want to like, hear a cute little story about me and Willow? <clears throat> yeah. So we, um, like the first conversation that we had about like being together Mm -hmm. i had like gone and seen her um like long distance i traveled to visit her and we were like we had spent the week together and i was like holding her hands and we were driving we were on like a road trip and i was like doing this thing where you like pretend to not want like to not like to to tiptoe right i was like you know like when i go back like no pressure like whatever you want like you know whatever (laughs) like the exact opposite of what i tell people on the podcast to do i was like you know i was like i just because i was really scared of like scaring her away or whatever Uh and i was like you know whatever it whatever you want it to look like um i i would be open to that i just want to know because i was anxious Mm -hmm. i was worried about being invested and not being reciprocated um and willow looked at me and said when you go back to minnesota you will have my best and that has been our thing ever since that's so sweet anyway look at that anxious attachment style coming up against (laughs) (laughs) a stable one or whatever the word is yeah 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 Uh yeah. (laughs) anyway heather that was my own little like storytelling oh that's so cute thanks um heather guess what it's 2020. You're going to leave your fear behind in 2019, the year of insufferable pain. <laughs> um, actually, uh, you know what I wanted to say, Heather? Turns out that pain was sufferable. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Made it through. <laughs> Heather, you know what I wanted to say? You were like, I really don't want this thing to... I'm so afraid of this beautiful thing crashing and burning. Mm. And what I truly want to say to you is that... It probably will. <laughs> and I don't mean your relationship. I mean that life constantly throws things at us. Life, like, I went to a wedding a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. And um, the the person who was officiating it was like, I'm not going to stand up here and tell you about how hard marriage is. Mostly because my wife's here. <laughs> you know. Gross. Come on, it was funny. Have a heart. <laughs> but then he said, but really because life is hard. Right. Marriage, of course, is difficult, but life will be hard whether you have a, a spouse or not. Mm-hmm. And that we are only, we can only be so lucky to have somebody 
to share with or to or to have the opportunity to be in love and have our heart broken. Right. That life will devastate us despite all of our anxiety and worry that it will devastate us. <laughs> There's no anxiety <laughs> that will prevent your heart from being broken. No. Right. And in fact, anxiety will only prevent your heart from experiencing the greatest things, which is vulnerability, intimacy, trust, putting yourself out there Mm -hmm. and having those feelings reciprocated. It's 2020, Heather. You are going to go confidently in the directions of your desires. You are going to live and love with abundance instead of scarcity. Plus, this guy sounds like a hit. (laughs) You can send him like sexy nude pictures across the ocean. It'll be fine. That's why. Did all of that make sense? Like, it all made sense. I think a different version of me, maybe like a year ago before our worlds were devastated, I would have said like, it's going to like, put yourself out there. It's going to be great. But mm-hmm. like now what I want to say is put yourself out there despite the heartbreak. For sure. Despite the crashing and burning in a fire. Yep. Um, life is beautiful and abundant despite the myriad of ways that it routinely and will always crush us. Yep. Yeah. No, I totally agree. And why deny yourself the pleasure of right now in fear of something that could never happen? Right. right? Like life, <laughs> life is too short and too awful yeah. for us to make it more awful for ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> but it's it's true. Like Like Sierra said, like, Yeah, this could crash and burn, but right now it feels good. So, like, enjoy that good feeling. Feel it presently. Feel it wholly. And and live in this moment, in this present moment, in the fact that you just met this awesome dude who you are really clicking with. Yeah. You have the feelings of— Oh, my God. The new sex era. You know, like, when you you, you get to, like, explore— Right, the thing where it's like new and exciting, honeymoony. You you look at your phone and he's texted you, and your heart is like, oh my, my god, he kind of likes me. Oh my god. My friend describes it as the cocaine phase because yeah, you just yeah. want to like stay up all night and like talk to each other and like stare really intensely into each other's faces. Yeah, well, that's because it your brain is basically acting like cocaine. Yeah, because you're in like in terms of like the chemicals that it's releasing. <laughs> so yes, so enjoy that high, right? Yeah, and and you may come down and it may suck, but like. Why give up the pleasure of this moment of connection with a person for the to focus on the fact that it might not work out? Yeah. And of course, this is like the most human thing to do. And it is like it 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 may be more complicated than just telling yourself to be calm and confident, but it may not be. Mm -hmm. Honestly, Heather, it sounds like you have a good understanding of the ins and outs of head and heart work and how that benefits your life and and how the universe has the capacity to destroy us, but also that there is goodness out there. Like, you know all of this. And I can tell even just in your phrase of like, I want to be calm and collective and enjoy this. Like, you know what you want. Yep. And while it might not be as simple as saying, I am going to be that, it also is sometimes so much of manifestation and so much of cognitive change is just repeated statements. It's just a shift of perspective. It's just waking up and saying, I'm going to choose to believe that I will be okay. If anything happens today, I will be okay. The universe will catch me despite the insane gymnastics that it will put me through, Mm -hmm. you know? For sure. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think to wake up every day and say, how lucky am I to have this connection with this person? How lucky am I to be able to find 
this happiness and this joy in this moment, right? right? And that doesn't have to be every single moment, right? Because, like, obviously things happen in our brains and we can't control it. But, like, how can you consciously bring yourself back to that joy? Right. And and let the other stuff exist on the periphery. It's not going to go away for sure. But, like, how can you focus on the thing you want to focus on? And where does that joy come from in your life that's not from this romantic thing? You know, like, I'm so grateful to have a body. I'm so grateful to have friends. I'm so grateful to do something I love. Um. And the universe is going to devastate us despite all of our worry that is going to devastate us. Mm -hmm. Um, So now I recognize that putting my energy into that anxiety is only feeding that beast. It's only making that beast bigger. And it's big enough on its own, (laughs) you know. Um, Plus, you're in this wonderful stage. And don't get me wrong. Like, this is definitely a particular stage in relationships. Oh, for sure. Separate of Heather's, like, personal experience. Like, there's always that... Um, what is it called? Determining determining the relationships or what is the Defining phrase? the relationship. Yeah, de- de- determining. <laughs> well, I The DTR. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was trying to remember. I was like the the dirtying, the, uh-huh. I don't know, dealing. Um, there's always that phase where you try to think like, oh, man, I really hope the other person is on the same page as me. That's mm-hmm. what I was doing with Willow. I was just like, you know, like putting my hands out in the dark and just hoping that she was going to meet me there. Oh. But I didn't. You know, yep. And I was, and I think you will too, Heather. For sure, I we, think that he will be there. And if he's not, you will. You will be. You will be right. We, Sam, and I will be. No, for sure. Like you have, you will still be whole, and you will still have joy in your life, even without this person. But how wonderful it is that there's a bit of added joy right yeah. now. And that's kind of the attitude that I want to bring into 2020. For sure. Around this time last year, you and I both had our shit rocked really hard (laughs) for fucking separate and congruent reasons. Yep. And the only thing that brought me comfort during that time was that the recognition that this is not the the last time that the universe will devastate us um, and that... I can find a common humanness in this, like all of this suffering, this, this pain that we went through. Um, I know that this is a part of the human experience and I can take a really weird solace in that and be grateful that I have loved ones in my life to support me through that. Absolutely. So Heather, go confidently in the direction of that boy, (laughs) go confidently (laughs) in the direction of your desires. The universe will catch you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for writing. Thank you. We love you. All right, that brings us to the blind date segment of this episode. Every episode, we want to shout out something we want to send you home with. This week, we want to set you up with... A book called Adult Children of Emotionally Immature Parents. Oh my God, I've heard about this. (laughs) Uh, The full title is Adult Children of Emotionally Immature Parents, How to Heal from Distant, Rejecting, or Self-Involved Parents by Lindsay C. Gibson. And I will admit that I did not read this book. That's okay. Uh, but it was strongly recommended to me by uh, our friend Heather, who uh-huh. is of Three People Two Mike's fame. Yep. People who listen to our Patreon will know what that is. Yep. Um, and so she just read it and she said that it was sort of life changing for her mm. in her perspective and her relationship with her parents. Um, but basically, it's about um, acknowledging the fact that sometimes we don't have like big traumas to be able to point to, to understand why our emotional relationships with our parents and with others are so uh, challenged. Right. And uh, basically uh, Lindsay Gibson in this book walks through that 
even though we might have not have those big traumas to point to, the uh, accumulation of small traumas by parents who aren't able to love us in ways that we need to be loved can really affect our emotional state. And development, yeah. Absolutely. And so, like, um, she talks about different types of, of quote, difficult parents mm-hmm. and, like, what, what that might look like. Um, but then also uh, does journaling prompts and tools that you can do to, like, unpack the way the things that your parents have taught you by being withholding or by being judgmental or any of the things that might affect us. Um, and what was great is that there's also like a tool in there about online dating as mm-hmm. well and how you can use the same sort of tools that you have developed in reframing your relationship with your parents and what you are asking your parents to bring to you into dating as wow. well so that you don't repeat the same mistakes that you uh, that you are making when you are trying to get your parents to love you in ways that they're incapable wow. of loving <laughs> <laughs> to like relationships with people as well. Yeah, so totally. uh, super highly recommended by our friend Heather. Uh, I'm also going to read it, but I just wanted to, I feel like people probably have like a, a hangover from like going home from the holidays yeah. and like dealing with parents who never adequately totally. loved them. <laughs> and so just wanted to offer this, this balm to folks. So it's called uh, Adult Children of Emotionally Immature Parents by Lindsay C. Gibson. Excellent. Great suggestion. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. You can like us on Facebook and you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Just Break Up Pod. You can slide into our DMs, send us your favorite relationship memes. But most importantly, you can submit your questions about all matters of the heart at JustBreakUpPod.com, which is also where you can find our merchandise and information about our next upcoming live show, which is in Oklahoma on Friday January 17th mm-hmm. at Second Wind Coffee Shop at Norman, Oklahoma. It's at 6 p.m. It's a free show open to the public. Come check us out. You can find information about that at the website, justbreakuppod.com. Please don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star rating and review. Also, please consider supporting us on Patreon. If you support us for $5 a month on Patreon, you get an additional boneless weekly episode and access to all of the year's worth of episodes before that. Uh, patreon.com slash justbreakuppod. This literally keeps the lights on and helps us reach more brokenhearted souls who need two random strangers giving them relationship advice. Original music, recording, editing, and producing by our good friend, Big Cats. Make sure to check out his podcast, The What If Podcast. And remember, you can choose to release all things from the past that you no longer want to carry. You can grow from them, learn from them, and let them go. This new year is a chance to be the authentic person you want to be. Change can happen now. You deserve it. Be grateful and move forward with a sense of awe for all the things possible in this abundant universe. And if all else fails, just break up. <laughs>